This is a HeadGum Podcast. If I were you, I'd know what to do when the shit hits the fan in your life. Jake and Amir pretend they really care when they offer up sagely advice. How did my life get so low to ride into this podcast show? It's definitely not hashtag dope, I admit. Very, very good. It was all right. Julia, what did you think? Um, That was like the end of Les Mis. (laughs) (laughs) In that. Just like a band of brothers, I picture, like linking arms and uniting against. It's a power ballad. Uniting against bad decisions, I guess, is the point of your podcast. Um, They said in their email, this is their theme song submission, uh, and would be honored if we use it. And their names are John and Brandon. And they primarily function as a YouTube channel under the moniker Homebrewed Studios. Not only that, but they made a Pomplamoose-style video of us recording this song that you can see here. What's a Pomplamoose? Pomplamoose is my friends. Really? Jack and Natalie. So that's like a full circle. So you, they made a Pomplamoose-style video, and you were friends with those people? Yeah. Wait, what style is that video? Uh, it's basically them like rececording the song. It's a video of them recording the song. Would you say that's the... Yeah, you that's their see shtick? everything you hear. And oh. there's like... It, the screen's divided, and you see like multiple shots at a time. That's kind of like what you do. That is... Jack got the idea from me. Whoa, really? Yeah. And he's your friend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got the idea. He stole your shit. <laughs> the whole internet stole my shit. I've never, I've never felt any need to like claim the fact that I did it first. So but when they say, "Here I am," so, so when they I say, "I did it first, bitches," <laughs> when he said Pomplamoose style video, you're like, "Just uh, what part of your brain's like?" Actually, it's a Julia Noon style video. Uh. Not until we started talking about oh, what wow. the actual style of video was, and then you were like, you do that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did it first. That's really yeah. big of you. Our goal is to chip away at all of your uh, all of your positivity till yeah. the, end of, the end of this podcast, you're suing Pomplamoose. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, if somebody made uh, a web series that was like two people talking to each other back and forth, 
and it became more popular than me and Jake's web series. And then somebody submitted a video and be like, we made a Brandon and Amos style video. And I would be like, I can't imagine I'd get to the point in my life where I'm like, oh, I don't even really think about the fact that they stole me and Jake's thing. And now it's a Brandon and well, Amos You guys style absolutely video. stole this idea from some other <laughs> advice show. I'm sure there were two men giving advice to oh, people yeah, on yeah, somewhere else yeah, on the internet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess we stole it from Dear Abby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 The original advice show. Uh, there are no original ideas. The Bible took them all. <laughs> That's you know beautiful. the Bible was a Pomplamoose style <laughs> <laughs> book. I mean, a Bible style video where you can see everything you hear yeah. and there's split screens. Like Moses, this is, is, is instruments. Oh, you, of course you went to the Old Testament. <laughs> you slimy little... <laughs> that is the famous part. The Old Testament's more famous, isn't it? Yeah, everyone you always likes them. the older stuff. <laughs> Nobody likes the old shit. <laughs> when you can get the new shit for free. Julia Noons, thank you for coming on our show for the first time ever. Thank you for having me, Jake and Amir. Uh, Julia Noons is a podcaster for the HeadGum Network. Do you do anything else? Are you uh, up to anything else? It's like in my spare time, sometimes I write songs about my feelings, play them for crowds. Oh, yeah. When you're not podcasting, you mean? Yeah, just mm-hmm. like whenever I can squeeze in like an album or two. Yeah. And you make a, you'll make a Pomplamoose style album or something. <laughs> Wait, how did you, did you meet those Pomplamoose people after? Talk you... to her about the album. <laughs> <laughs> you're not only asking about I want to know. <laughs> I made an album she... with Pomplamoose once. And I made it, an Did they EP? contact you because they knew that you made those types of videos or was it a coincidence? It was like YouTube was such a small community and everyone knew like if I Oh man, isn't that a crazy sentence? Yeah. YouTube was such a small community. It was like, yeah, I knew everyone who was like killing it on music and like when I talked to Jack, he was like, I watched your videos, thought of like a a cooler way to like split the screen up and like I think my girlfriend is the most beautiful person in the world, Natalie Dawn. So I wanted to like put her face six times on it. And I was like, yeah, man, he like took the way I did it and made it better. And we talked about it. (laughs) And then we made more music together. That's art, man. Growing, changing, thriving. Because, yeah, for me, that would just, I would be angry and sad about it. (laughs) You're angry and sad about everything. I wouldn't even collaborate. I would just, I would close myself off to other creative types. When you started HeadGum, were you like, uh, no other advice podcasts? Uh, Amir was like no other podcast networks. Yeah, like he doesn't even want to exist in the space with other people doing the same. I wanted the network to just be me talking. He'll never be happy until it's only him and everyone else is dead. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you understand? He's a Mortal Kombat character. See that now. Um, It's we met so so long ago. Correct. We met at the at the height of this YouTube uh, smallness that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, I mean, I assume that that is why you know who I am, because it was such a smaller right. internet back that, then. Yeah, it's true. Do you remember how we met Julia? I don't quite remember. I don't, oh, you know what? I think we were post, we were like starting to post some of her videos on College Humor, is what I think was happening. Yeah. Because Julia's earliest videos were, they were ukulele covers, right? Were there originals back then too? Yeah, uh... I think the first one you guys did was Bye Bye Bye. Oh, yeah. Uh, that that covered Bye Bye correct. Bye. And then we had, that coincided with one of our first shows, which was taking place where Julia was going to college. Right. Yeah. And I got some, some form of internet message from 
Jake or one of you that was I like, hope it was a MySpace message. I hope it was a MySpace <laughs> message. It could have been a YouTube message back when those were not filled with spam. spam. Wow. <laughs> totally possible. What a yeah. time to be alive. Um, and then you guys came into my dorm room. And we made and a tub. Yeah. Just two um, adult men in my dorm room. It sounds extra creepy because we're 30 now. Yeah. But at the time we were. 29. <laughs> walking into an 18-year-old dorm 18. room. I was 18. Was a, we, do you have any memories of that actual moment? Or do you just remember the video that we already shot? I remember cleaning my room really furiously before you got, uh, like, realizing that I needed to clean it, like, 30 minutes before you guys arrived, and just, like, working up a sweat, and then being like, hi! Yeah. Hello! <laughs> it was, like, freezing cold out. <laughs> uh, yeah, also, like, that dorm room was the tiniest little, like, I... Did you have a roommate, a dorm mate? No, it was a single, but I mean, it was like the smallest single in history. Right. And then we were just like making a little music video there. Yeah. Uh, you did like a wheel wheelbarrow move across the floor because that was the only... You wanted to do like a blueberry dance yeah. portion to yeah. our music video. And the only <laughs> thing you could really do was a wheelbarrow <laughs> That sounds about right. Uh, we were young and crazy then. Now we're all adults and smart. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. And Julia Noons is what my name is. <laughs> cool introduction. Thank you. Um, so I'm sure you know, but we answer emails from people who are in need of our sage wisdom. Uh, yeah, that was in the song. Yeah, exactly. Your sage wisdom. Oh, yeah, I think that's... You actually stole that from the song. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, am a thief. <laughs> Uh, all right. Do you want to try to answer some questions? Because, you know, sometimes we don't have three people's opinion. I think we can really help extra hard today. At least 50% more opinions. Yeah. Um, all right. Julia, I need to give this dude a fake name. Do you have a fake name that I can give this emailer? Um, Charles. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? <laughs> At some point in history, someone did come up with it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be true. Yeah. I am, I'm going to call my kid Charles. Whoa. That's Not insane. Not John. Everyone else's name is John. <laughs> Guys, all of these words we're speaking right now, made up at one point. Crazy. Not that long we're ago. We're talking either. in a funny little language, English aren't we? is like a very new language. They're all made up by a chimpanzee in a robe, too, which is crazy. He was at the top of a mountain. Just like coming up with words and like throwing them down to the people. That's what you think God is. Just like tucking his words into little pieces of poop and (laughs) flicking them. (laughs) Currently. Huh. That's an interesting one. Charles. Uh, Hey guys, I'm in an LDR. Do you know what that is? Long distance relationship. Nice. Hey guys, I'm in an LDR with an incredible girl, but sometimes I feel like I found her too early. I'm a 21-year-old law school student, and she is an engineering graduate who works in rural Australia making a lot of money. Majority of the time, she is my queen, and I dream of her and I living an incredible life and ruling the world together. But as of late, her work schedule has changed, meaning we won't be able to talk as much, and in general, the distance is starting to take its toll on me, both emotionally and physically. She and I lost our virginity to one another at age 18. Yes, I started the game late, but the point is, I am playing, right? Oh, no. (laughs) I feel like I may have met her too early in my life. She is amazing in every way, smart, beautiful, funny, an incredible cook, and she's so fucking driven. 
I've had no bad relationships, and I've never been with anyone else, and I sort of crave the new experience and bodies to explore. Although I'm really cynical when it comes to women, but that's a whole other question. The other night I had a sex dream about a girl I used to be into before I met my current girlfriend, and for the next few days after that, I became sort of obsessed with her. Anyway, that's detracting away from the point. I have two questions. Do you believe you can meet your soulmate too early, or am I just making an excuse to get myself through my own little rough patch? And two... I know your stance on long-distance relationships, and it's bad, but what should I do? Thanks, Charles. Uh, I assume from his uh, preface that you guys don't approve of long-distance relationships. Not typically. Yeah. But but is this a special case? No. (laughs) (laughs) For there are no special cases. Sometimes there are special cases. Where does he live? I missed that part. Uh, It doesn't say, but I assume somewhere in non-rural Australia. Hmm. Right. I guess the the bigger question is, can you meet someone that is the best too early? Like, then it's like, oh, no, you didn't get to experience bad. Or does it not matter once you find the quote-unquote one? Um, Yeah, I think the, the answer, like... Can you meet someone too early? Uh, like, yeah. And if it's too early, then they're not the one. Oh, so like, Definitely. oh, oh. He's, well, it's, <laughs> it's your... You have to first assume that he's not correct in saying that she's definitely the one, right? So like, if there's room for error... But he's saying she's perfect in every way, but he just wants to experience But here's the thing people. with that, because he's saying she's perfect in every way, except we're too young and she lives in a different part of the country. Yeah. So that's not perfect. And I'm obsessed with another girl that I'm used well, to be into. She's yeah. perfect, uh, but the situation is not. So like if you had the perfect human in your life, but she just happened to live she's in She's not in your life if she lives in rural Australia. I think this guy would say that she is in her life. His life. Touche. Their lives. <laughs> like the perfect human in, a, in an imperfect place. Uh, uh, hand me that guitar. I just came up with a pretty interesting story. There's no actual guitar there. <laughs> He just said a sentence that he thought was poetic, and he wanted a you perfect wanted to person in an imperfect place. I'm so upset. Don't ever joke about music. <laughs> Reaching into your fanny pack and pulling out a harmonica. <laughs> You're just singing. I found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> the hopeless place being rural Australia. It is hopeless. Uh, do you think there's something to breaking up with a great person just so you can experience bad people? Uh, I don't think that's what he really wants. I don't think the point is to experience bad people. I think the point is to experience more people. And if that's what he wants to do, then he doesn't really need a reason. He doesn't really need like distance or uh, imperfect circumstance to make that decision. Amen. Amen. Meaning? Meaning that if he wants to experience other people, he should go do that because that is an indicator of how he feels about his queen. Oh, so he's like, like, I'm really upset. Sometimes I picture us ruling the world together. Like, I definitely want them to break up. (laughs) Why? You don't like some guy ruling the world with his queen? Yeah, I don't like the idea of this guy thinking he's a dictator power couple. See, what I don't like is that, like, he describes her in a way that I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I would love for someone to describe me that way. Like, I want the person that I'm with to think that I. I am a queen and that we can rule the world together. And then to think that that person could also be thinking about some other princess mm. pisses me off. <laughs> don't like, don't, don't give it the queen label. If like, you don't actually feel that way. Cause you clearly don't. Whoa. Right. That's so actually true. Guy. He's thinking, well, 
I'm not. I don't think they're like. I'm not mad at him, but he does. He is like. He's got these dueling ideas. One that he wants to rule the rule the world with somebody, and the other that he wants to be with somebody who sucks. And like, yeah, he's like reaching for excuses to get out of there. Right. Clearly, he just doesn't want to be with this girl anymore, which is fine because they're in a long distance relationship. And this is one of the things in a long distance relationship that doesn't have an end point in sight. Mm. Like she's working and super driven to stay working out there and rural australia like if there's no real hope of you guys ending the ldr yeah i don't advise staying in an ldr yeah what are your thoughts on long drs <laughs> or uh, or l distance r's well i <laughs> or think... ld relationships just let her answer <laughs> or l <laughs> long d relationships okay that's the last one thank you for letting me know although <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, I think, uh, like, physical closeness is super important for a relationship. I think, like, sex is one of the biggest parts of a romantic relationship. Pretty up there. Pretty up there in terms of, like, what makes a romance a romance. And if you don't have those two things um, and there is no end in sight, then, like, I don't... It, that sounds like a very intimate friendship. Yeah. Mm. But what very if you see each thing. other once a month and then you, you get out all as much sex as you can possibly cram in 48 hours? And that's like totally enough for you and you're not writing emails to an advice podcast about how you're <laughs> fantasizing about hey, girl. Oh, shit. If you're like totally Snapchat. happy with oh, your monthly shit. sex, then, then oh, you're great. Oh, shit. I wrote this email. <laughs> that's a really expensive mic, but push it over. Drop it. No, it's no, fine. No. It's fine. That's actually 780. Oh, it's broken. <laughs> And it landed on a very expensive vase, <laughs> In your which Spanish you keep on the ground. So if I were you, uh, you'd break up with this person? Um, if I were you, I would stop like trying to pretend you don't want to get out of there. Uh, I would just admit that like you're reaching for reasons to get out and just get out. You don't. I, my best advice is you don't need a reason to get out if you know you want to. <gasps> That's very brilliant. Very, very poetic. You don't have to justify it. Uh that might be the best thing to say, but I th- feel like if I were you, if I were this guy, I, I wouldn't be able to break up with somebody that I really, really liked at age 21 and I'd be like, hopefully I'll find someone better. I feel like I would stay in this relationship for a little bit longer. A long distance relationship? Yeah, like if I were you, then that is like, that's your thing that you would do. But like, is that correct? Is no. that a good way to do it? No, I would say not. Okay. I would say right. I would have stayed in this relationship for longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Well, I think what happens here is like if he's if he stays and he continues to have these feelings, then it just turns into resentment and then he's just wasting his and hers. Right. Oh, that's also you as a 21 year old when you were a dumb coward. How about you as a 32 year old? Oh, now I'm very quick to cut things off. There you go. I am. I am. Yeah, I'm I'm in and out. Yeah, you're you're (laughs) by the way, you're imparting you're you should be imparting the advice as current you right but at the same time i feel like the hardest thing to do is break up with someone that is amazing and great just because you're starting to have some seeds of doubt that might well, be cutting just it because off that because there are, she also lives across the country yeah but who knows maybe she's not going to be an engineering student forever or he's down to live in rural australia so maybe if you are planning on being next to each other, I cannot why you... believe you're advocating for this relationship. <laughs> this is insane. Well, she's he she's great. She's everything he like. He considers her his soulmate, 
And then you guys, he's having some doubts. He's 21. He, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about yeah. when he says soulmate. Yeah. He, they lost their virginity together. He's never been with anybody else. Shouldn't you be the romantic that like this is a beautiful tale and that you No, I don't ever it? think that people are like know who their soulmate. Like you don't get your, the first person you're with is never your actual soulmate. Mm-hmm. Some people just can convince themselves that they are. So, yeah, also, if he's never had a bad relationship, then it like it sounds like he just kind of puts them all on this even plane. Like, they're all good. They're all good enough. Like, all of his relationships are man. just fine? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's only been in one. If, like, I no, feel he, like... He was I, with the oh, girl that he was into, not in a relationship right, with. Right, yeah. What I want to hear is, like, I've been in okay relationships, but this girl blew me the fuck away. Oh, so he's just yeah. had one food, and he's like, this is the best food ever, and you're like, yeah, how do you know? Cool. You didn't have another food. Oh, I love gruel. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's better than this gruel. This gruel is so driven. This gruel is so cool. <laughs> this gruel is trying really hard. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's two breakups and one stick it out even though you shouldn't. Yeah, stick it out until you hate each other. Oh, that'll be fun. Until you feel like you've wasted your time. Perfect. <laughs> until you guys resent each other. Well, how old do you think you should you can be when you meet your real soulmate if 21's too early? I think you can meet them at any age. At that's any age. Jake's thing, but like... <laughs> you, you liar. You liar, liar, man. I say, at any age, but they just can't be the first person. <laughs> <laughs> you That's just true. said That's you were too rule. young. Twenty-one-year-olds don't know that they met their soulmate yet. And then she oh. said, "Any age." And he's like, "Yeah, any age." <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> All right. So twenty-one is the cutoff. <laughs> Twenty-two. You're officially old enough. No, to I meet your soulmate. Twenty-one isn't necessarily too old or too young to meet your soulmate. I said twenty-one is too young to know whether it is or not. Yeah. I think you, at the very least, need to have had other experiences with relationships to have the context of saying this person's my soulmate or this person's the best match for me. Good thing your parents didn't think that, huh? They dated other people when they were 18. (laughs) Didn't they meet in high school? They were married when my mom was 19. So? Wasn't that the example? That was the path. The world was a smaller place. Yeah, now now that you got Tinder, you don't know who's who's out there for you. Yeah, my parents had no idea who was in their radius. (laughs) Could you imagine how hot my dad would have been if my mom knew what was up? (laughs) What? Like, she should not have been with that troll knapsack of a man. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So you think that she... Are we talking about your parents settling? Is my that dad, how this... Honestly, my dad looks like a fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking some visual yeah. suggestion from my, my, fan, my fanny I only dad. Say well, we've also said before that my dad looked like a backpack. <laughs> and a potato and a pumpkin. And a potato. But Julie is wearing a fanny pack today. So <laughs> it really that does kind of look like your dad, so he's actually. a small little man. Well, that was pretty cute. Thank you. <laughs> how do you like a fanny pack? I love it. You're done. You're not going back to purse or wallet anytime soon. No, I, I use a wallet and sometimes I carry a purse. Is there a wallet inside the fanny pack? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's just a ham sandwich. Oh. <laughs> that's a nice looking wallet. So when do you decide to buy fold? When do you decide? Uh, stuff. Yeah, how many pockets is that? It's two. Oh, good shit. Yeah. You think you can go right. smaller than that or that's that's the small as it gets? This is as small as it gets, yeah. <laughs> when do you decide purse V fanny pack? Um, I started wearing a fanny pack when I had crutches for my knee injury. Yeah. Um, and I really like it. And I also think it, like, I, I like tying things around my waist. I think it helps complete an outfit. And now I have, like, a... Oh, it's like a belt. Yeah. 
It's funny, all the things that like my mom tried to get me to wear in Europe in 2003, which I was too afraid that would look too nerdy, is now cool. I see you also have a money belt under your shirt, just in case you get robbed in Rome or something. Yeah, I have a traveler's map that folds to the size of a dime. You carry your passport all the time, too, I bet. Oh my god, guys, I do have my passport. I was in Montreal two oh, days ago. Oh, shit. And what I keep in it Mo- in the back, like in the secret pocket in the Ooh, back. Ooh, smart. Can I see your passport photo? How was Montreal? It was okay. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Just okay, huh? Yeah, I played a ukulele festival. Why is that not good? It was great. <laughs> Are you showing me? Business, pleasure, what are you here for? I start stamping it. Oh, yeah, I got yelled at at TSA for having CDs. What? Yeah. What does that mean? For, really you nice. can't, like... This is like, you keep us in good condition. Thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just a lot of boarding passes on our floor now. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you get. <laughs> Making yourself very much so at home. Uh, she would never do this in her own house. Uh, all right, we have another question. This one, in keeping in line, has, when was that photo taken of you? That's recent, right? 2009. Oh. Wow. Six years ago? Mm-hmm. Not that recent. No. Um, all right. Keeping in line with the musical theme, we got a question that was a song. A song cover question. <laughs> This is my situation I'll try not to make it long Basically my friend is dating this girl And honestly she's just the worst It just sucks cause he's a real good guy Yeah that's mainly why it hurts Because I want them to seem to agree Somehow she's pissed off most everyone But my friend just doesn't see And I tried telling him about this one time when she said some really awful things But then he tried to make excuses for her So that's why I think I really wish that they part was unnecessary he just wanted to show us he could solo it was right? a, yeah when you the, can do the same solo three times yeah though. he didn't oh i'll see julie's got a musical <laughs> ear i thought it was just annoying and she Four thought it was times? annoying and not good so i thought it was great just unnecessary 
the third the 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 second and third time seems like very unnecessary. <laughs> we get the gist. You think that your friend's girlfriend is a bitch and you want them to break up. So the is there like a concise question in the email or is it just a song? Oh, there was no there was no text. It was but just that song. That is that's yeah that's, that's the, the entire. Gist. That's not even the gist. That's exactly that is the question. Yeah, you just. He just doesn't like her. Right. Uh, maybe everybody doesn't like her. It's everybody from what it seems, like except her. for your friend. Have you ever experienced that? A good guy dating a bad person? I have experienced a friend dating someone I didn't like. Uh, and is, do you, are you in the minority or majority? Uh, in, my, in the specific instance, I was in the majority. So nobody liked him. And it was a female friend of yours? Mm-hmm. Female friend, boyfriend that nobody liked. Yeah. Why did why did she like him? Uh, I think because uh, like romantic relationships can entrench themselves inside of a person in a way that other relationships are exempt from. So it's just like uh, for like sometimes with a guy, it's like yeah, this woman is bad, but coming feels good. So that is she. More worse ever than what ejaculating it is. No, is good. I don't that's, think that's what it is. I don't think that's ever what it is. It's not a sex thing, like oh, this girl no, will give sex me sex. Is like it's not that hard to have sex. I don't think anybody is like I need to be with this person because I'll never have sex if I don't. I think it's part of it. No, I think parting having regular sex is mesmerizing, and for some people, it's not easy to get that. And then once somebody's willing to give that to you, you're like, oh, I'll deal with the other bad shit because it, ejaculating feels good. And it's, it's better than how bad it feels when I'm not doing that. I completely disagree. <laughs> I think that that could be like maybe a small piece of it, but I don't think that that would make someone stay in a bad relationship. So what does make it? I think it's like when you're uh, in a relationship relationship with someone, it turns into like a codependence that you like you're just very used to that person being super entrenched in your life Mm. so removing that like really it's a big piece i think like a romantic relationship it becomes like 30 percent of your of your perception of yourself so when you remove that person you remove a piece of what how you think of yourself oh and then you're like i don't want to deal with finding another person like the idea of losing this person means uh, I'm not going to be me anymore. Yes. So I'll just deal with the badness. Or do you not even consider it the badness? Are um, you blinded to it? Man. I think there's also, there's an aspect of like, especially when a bunch of friends don't like somebody, you always hear that person being like, well, you don't see us when it's just us, when we're just alone. Because yeah. you feel so comfortable with somebody and like, if your friends don't like someone, sometimes you're like, oh shit, I shouldn't like this person either. But sometimes you're like, it almost fortifies you into the relationship where it's like, hey, it's me and my girlfriend against the world because nobody yeah. else likes us. But nobody sees us when we're, when we're alone and we're, we're actually good together. We make each other feel really good. I was in a relationship where a bunch of my friends would get like tired of me complaining about it. And... Mm. Um, what I took from that was not like, oh man, seems like I have a lot of complaints. I took like a, oh man, I'm a negative person and I should stop complaining so much. Oh yeah, that's... I should like calm down and not whine so much so that my friends will still want to talk to me. So like I'm having a fine relationship, but I just complain about it a lot. Right. And then your friends like can't even help you out of the relationship because you're not showing them that you're happy. Totally. But do you think if all your friends had an intervention for you saying this person is bad, would you like 
have to believe them or would you be like all my friends are bad maybe but i don't think like most bad relationships are not so bad that someone would hold an intervention most relationships are just like not amazing and that's why they're bad right a lot of the times you get out of a relationship and then you realize it was bad the entire time absolutely oh so while you're in it you're just sort of like coasting along being like oh some relate so every relationship is good and bad and i'm just peaks going and through. valleys ups and downs yeah, oh, sometimes yeah. we fight and sometimes we don't <laughs> and then yeah. like and then you leave and you find somebody else or you're totally on your own and you realize for the first time like oh i'm not fighting at all with somebody yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, I love not fighting with someone. <laughs> yeah, not fighting feels great. <laughs> it seems like most of these other people in my life support me in what I want. Yeah, isn't that good? <laughs> like weird. I'm surrounded by positivity. <laughs> oh, man. I have less complaints now. Like, oh, and before, the only person that was mean to me was the person I was dating. <laughs> I think the hard part is actually breaking up. Like the, yeah. the first couple days after that are so bad that people want to avoid it. Yeah. So it's like, I'll live my life at a C minus just to avoid a couple F days. Breaking up feels so terrible, and there's a very easy fix to it, which is getting back together. Uh, Which is why people do that. You can make those terrible feelings go away by getting back in the relationship. Yeah, especially when the person you're breaking up with really doesn't want to break up. Really doesn't want to break up. And like everything you've ever wanted, like love and support and tenderness, is right there in front of you because you have threatened to leave. Right. And then maybe you got a lot of leverage. Yeah. So how do you avoid that? You have to be so mentally strong and like forward thinking that like, no, even though this is easy and good to get back together, I cannot do it. I can't allow myself to do it. Um, I think like the easiest way to get through that is to like create a circumstance where you cannot get back together, like be in a different place. Oh, like take a trip, get out of there, get out of town, move to Los Angeles. Uh, (laughs) That's good advice. (laughs) Just LA is just 18 million people that have just broken up with somebody on the East coast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is a secret city that nobody has to know about. Yeah. Whenever anyone moves here, I assume they are in the middle of a breakup. (laughs) Uh, are you speaking from experience? Yes. It sounded, it sounded like it was too <laughs> too spot on to be something you made up. Yeah, I had like some really like, uh, I had a cushion when I broke up with my person. I like was home with my family mm. and like he could leave and go back to New York and we could be away from each other. Mm-hmm. And even still, like when we were around each other after that, it was so painful that I would I think of that time as like such a precarious like it's really just luck that I didn't get back together that I didn't like stay and oh like you could have easily done that easily absolutely (laughs) wow yeah so why didn't it happen um because I created a circumstance where it would have been very impossible but that's not luck that's that was your decision yeah that, I mean, that's my advice is to like create a. Well, we're not actually advising this person. We're advising the guy. <laughs> it's okay. I actually about. have completely different advice for this person. Oh, what is it? Well, to not meddle, to not, to not get involved. It's not his relationship. Yeah, but what if one of your best friends was dating a, a terrible? Uh, well, first of all, I feel like it's not necessarily for me as an outsider to decide who's terrible for my. If the girl is terrible, or if like they're both terrible, or if they're just terrible together. Uh, I feel like he, this guy has such a small role in the grand scheme of the relationship that to like, to try to break it apart is a little selfish. 
I think what all, the only thing he could do is maybe talk to his friend a lot and just deduce if his friend is actually happy or not. Because mm-hmm. if his friend is truly happy, then get the fuck out of there. Then just don't hang out with the girlfriend if you guys don't get along. But if he's not happy, then then I think you just maybe kind of talk to him about that a lot until he makes the decision on his own. Or you put him in a box and send him to L.A. <laughs> put him in a box. <laughs> Take your friend, uh-huh. wrap him up in a bunch of tape, uh-huh. stick him Pack in a... peanuts. Oh, a poster tube. Oh. Yeah, a poster tube. A poster Stuff tube. him into a poster yeah, tube. Yeah, a pneumatic die. poster tube. He'll be Will dead. you poke holes in the top and bottom so that he can breathe on the way? How wide would the poster tube have to be? That's a great question. What are we thinking? This guy's like, uh, where are you widest? What's your, the diameter? Your chest? Your shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah, your shoulders for sure. So yeah. that's like uh, 38. 40 inches yeah that's the diameter of the poster tube you want to do fedex ground because he'll he'll pass out if he's in the air for that long because they put him in a non-pressurized cabin and then depending on where he lives he'll be in la in what four days so your advice is all shipping advice (laughs) yeah a lot of it is shipping related a lot of it is trying to (laughs) sponsored by ups ground (laughs) um yeah i think i i like jake's advice like talk to your friend and like help him lay out the reasons he's not happy if he is like help him answer questions that can like lead him to see his life more clearly um because like any sort of like you should do this or you should do that will cause him to exactly i mean if my friends all told me to do something i might not do it just to be like fuck you guys Uh, but i think that the goal should be to either empower him to break up if he wants to or if if see if like go into it with an open mind and like maybe he's going to convince you that his girlfriend is right for him like i want to take a second also because like if this is a group of friends that are all guys and they like don't like this girl um i'm worried (laughs) that's reading between the lines and that's true i'm worried that like she just has emotions and feelings and they're like a bunch of bros being like shut up by your feelings there's well there's a major chance that she's like totally like doesn't even have emotions or feeling like completely even keel and it's just the this is the first girlfriend that group of friends has ever had yeah and like now his friend is coming out slightly less and he's like she's ruining the group yeah everyone hates her right (laughs) yeah yeah that's why your advice is the best one because like if he really is happy if if she's actually like not the terrible person that he thinks she is then then like you just need to like this is the like the goal is to do a little detective work and find out if your friend's happy or not. Yeah. Or if like, because this, this should not be about making him him happy. Like, I'll be happier if my friend's single because we'll be friends again. We'll get to spend more and time And you do mean actual detective work, like hide in a bush with like yeah. a stethoscope. I mean like be a bush and yeah. sort of snoop around the yard. <laughs> yeah. moving around and then when she looks at feet. you, you have to sort of settle down. And that way it's a bush. Did you say detectives have stethoscopes? Yeah. That's what a doctor has. Yeah, well, the, like, you, you, put, you press it up against the wall and then you sort of adjust the frequency so you can hear the conversation. Oh, Ideally man. in a van or something like that. You can like measure your friend's heartbeat with that stethoscope and oh, be like, see, man, I sense stress in you, <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. That might be because you're holding a st- you jumped out of a bush and you're holding a stethoscope <laughs> to my chest. Uh, all right. Let's take a little break and we'll be back with one more question if that's okay with you. 
thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, mm-hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never mm-hmm. complain or talk about yes. it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, then, and a masquerade. Mm-hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm-hmm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, f- you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, Mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, Mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh. Love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. All right. Segments, folks. Yes. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness. It's nah. a it's an anti movement, really. Oh, it's a non movement movement. Is anti movement yeah. one? Anti movement. Uh, I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness <laughs> Yeah. It's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Uh, hey, 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 hey. We're back. All right. What are your thoughts on your podcast? You just started one um, for our network three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yeah. 
uh how has it been versus what you thought it would be it's really fun i'm very much enjoying it i didn't know exactly what the form was going to be until like a day before it and then <laughs> my first guest was was jake and jake basically led through <laughs> the podcast that it should be like the guest the reading of something old from their past Right, yeah. Why don't you just say what your show is in case anybody here hasn't heard it yet? My podcast is called That Was Us, and I have a guest on every show that reads something from their past, something old enough to be interesting, text messages, emails, Facebook, something, some written evidence of how they used to be. And uh, I make them read it, and we talk about how they were then, like how they've changed now, why they were, why they changed the circumstances of the world at the time they wrote Ooh, it whoa. and um what they've learned since. yeah sometimes we learn things within the podcast i share stories from similar times in my life and uh so far jake has been on the show i've been on the show and danielle's been on the show danielle owens reed <coughs> was and, uh reading a diary entry from <laughs> boy troubles and diet pill times in her life which Ooh. was early, early March last year. <laughs> early, early <laughs> March. How early like March? The, the 14th. <laughs> so early it was February. <laughs> it was a leap year, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but you're having a good time with it? I love it. I, uh, I've been doing half an hour podcasts, but I think I want to talk a little bit longer about life and love. Our and podcast also started at like 30, and then like we just get more and more plump and robust and then now yeah. we're like in between 45 and an hour yeah i could have talked for another 20 about that dude who doesn't think that his friend's girlfriend is cool <laughs> i think maybe that guy's not cool whoa it's very possible he did sit for a long time composing a uh bastille bastille cover yeah. so yeah <laughs> um oh your album <laughs> You have a big thing we, coming up You forget up in your she life. does music a lot. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> fucking ask. You're a podcast. You're the host. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, yeah, I have an album coming out September 25th. <gasps> it's called Some Feelings. Is your third album? Uh, yeah, sure. Is it? It's like I've been making music since I was 14, so I have like a clamshell like picture of me with eyes that I photoshopped bluer. That I put out, like, do I count that as my first album? No. <laughs> I do. The the script on the front is, like, handwritten. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, like, those are your early mixtapes then. Yeah, but, like, people bought them. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they made money. Like, the I think... internet bought them. So you can make money off a mixtape. That's Drake says he made a million dollars off a mixtape. Yeah. I want to <laughs> I wanna be able to say that. <laughs> Maybe there's still time. Yeah, there's still time. Well, Start promoting your old mixtapes instead of your new album. That's very smart. Business savvy. <laughs> Do you want to manage me? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, what's the percentage? <laughs> oh, that's the first I won't question. do it for less than 50. <laughs> 50 what? <laughs> Clam bank CDs. Uh, have, have you pre-sold albums already? Or yeah. Or you, you have to sell albums? Uh, I sold like 3,000 albums Jesus. on Kickstarter before... I was even done mixing it. Is That's that the, amazing. Is that the most albums you've sold ever? No. What was your most? Or is it a secret? Uh, I don't know. I um, <laughs> I don't know exact numbers of anything. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I know. Well, here's what I know is like I make, I, I order 5,000 CDs of like any one thing. And then I have to order more when I run out. So I know I've sold at least 5,000 of my last album. And 
and over 3,000 of this one that's not even out yet. Mm -hmm. wow. And when do I get to hear it as a, as a pre-orderer? Uh, I think like two weeks before. September. Amir donated to my Kickstarter campaign. Did he donated else? to my last one too. <laughs> Did you? That's yeah. really nice. And I, I, think I, do, I guess raise your hand if you're someone else in the room that donated to the Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, we got one. <laughs> Is there <laughs> still time? <laughs> Holding an iPhone up. You can pre-order it on my website. Okay, I'll do that. So how do people pre-order Can I Venmo you 50 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> can I give you $30 in cash and 48 cents and a stamp? And if you have some early tracks on your phone, yeah, listen to it now. <laughs> it's the Bastille cover again. Uh, Just four minutes of... <laughs> so how do people pre-order your album? Julianoons.com has my store and you can give me ten dollars and and i will give you the promise of a cd to, on september 25th to come and then could people like sample the songs like how do how do how do we get people into your music uh you can play like the 90 second previews on Ooh. itunes okay, uh yeah. if you pre-order my album on itunes right now you get it for a discount and you get one track immediately there it is do you get to choose it no it's a song called something bad and there's a music video out for it and so that's why it's the one oh, you, you get can, oh. you can see so you can you can listen to something bad right now on youtube you could yeah and well, but you want she wants the the cash the skrilla you listen to one song you like it you want more which music video am i in and when does it come out Julia? oh man amir is in uh <laughs> the next single i'm putting out is called don't feel and amir plays just like my very annoying and then very upset boyfriend the ones that all your friends complain about and yeah. try to get you to break up with. But I'm not ready to hear that yet. <laughs> I'm not about that noise. No. Amir uh, smashes breakaway glass over my head in slow-mo in this music video. I must have broken 80 glasses and bottles over your head. I'm sure it was over 100. And I, one of them legit hurt you. Like, I felt bad. Yeah, Amir was so concerned <laughs> with my well-being. It was very unlike my relationship. <laughs> At the time. Because, like, even the bottles had, like, a hard part to them. You're like, all right, just keep crashing them over my head. But it has to be this soft spot. Otherwise, like, it will sound like a glass hitting a table. Oh, I had no. a couple of eggs on the back of my head. There was one shot that we were really excited about. It was supposed to be like a close-up with like just smash, 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 like just 10 things on my head all in a row. And not only did we not use the shot, but like three of the things didn't break oh. when they hit my head. Oh, no. <laughs> one of them was a real Coke bottle that I brought in from lunch. <laughs> Got confused. <laughs> or did you? That's got to have, have to have happened once in the history of breakaway bottles, right? That is why we didn't bring in, like the snack cart was outside, because we just didn't want oh, anything smart. to get confusing. Mm. Yeah, is that how the guy in the crow died or something? Yeah, the fake bullet. <gasps> he choked on a Coke bottle. Uh, <laughs> we're running out of time, but I do want to get to one last question. This one's from a lady. So, Julia, can you read it? Sure. We rarely have a lady on the show to lend her voice. Hey, guys. All right. Here's the thing. I have been with my boyfriend for over a year now, and we have an extremely great relationship. Until recently, he was studying a few hours away. No big deal. When it had been a week or two between visits, he would never hesitate to ask me to send him dirty pictures. I've never minded doing so, and it's been something I've actually enjoyed doing since the beginning of our relationship. 
He's back in our hometown now, and I still send him naughty pictures pretty often. That's the thing. It's always me. A few months ago, I asked him to send me pictures of himself, and he flat out refused. I've brought it up every time he asks me for pics, or if I send him some, and he always says no. I'm not sure if it's embarrassment, modesty, or if it's a guy thing, but I'm sure he has a gallery of almost 20 pictures of me, and I have yet to receive one picture of him. I brought it up before teasingly, but he always changes the subject. What do I do to get a picture of the D? Help. Love, Sarah. Wow. Interesting. I feel like most of the time it's guys sending unwanted dick pics. <laughs> this guy won't send any dick pics. Yeah. Well, the I think the obvious answer was you shouldn't have sent you should have like started an exchange rate early on. Now he's got 20 of yours and you don't have any of his. Uh but that that ship has passed. So what na- how does he how does she now get a DP? <laughs> she wants the DP now. Well, DP stands for double penetration, so Well, maybe she wants to- that too. It's like if this is if this is just like a small issue, then just like don't send him any more pictures until he sends you one because I think that's only fair. I think yeah. that's a conversation you can have where you can be like, "Hey, uh, this has started to feel uneven, and I'm not going to do it <laughs> yeah, anymore." Next time he asks, you just say no, not until I get the DP. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it actually, yeah. it, as long as you do it with that con- that intonation, I think it works. Oh, so you now you came up with it. I guess I'm a hero. (laughs) You think that's yours now? Uh, Yeah, I think this could be like a lighthearted issue. I think it could be like pretty fun and like hot if you if it's like he's not an asshole. But I'm worried, you guys. (gasps) I'm worried he's an asshole. Because he won't send him the deep. Yeah, I'm scared that he like the first thing that occurred to me was like, what if he's like hoarding her pictures so that he can like do whatever he wants later and he doesn't want to give her any ammunition oh like this whole relationship has been a long con to get some amateur porn i think (laughs) i think speaking as somebody who is afraid of sending dick pics Mm -hmm. like yeah what's your ratio of nudies received versus dps out i've sent two dick pics in my whole entire life and it's just because like the, my dick looks really ugly. <laughs> I don't find I may I don't know. Like I've had what I've only also only had one person that asked me over and over again to send a dick pic, and I was and I would always say like I just feel so embarrassed doing it. I can't do it, and I was never like that. Being said, send me nude pictures of you, which she did anyway. But she would like I would say you know what I don't we don't need to do this at all. I can't send a dick pic. I'll send all these like shirtless pics. <laughs> My dick, when it's on a camera, it just makes me laugh. It doesn't look good. It's not photogenic. And then one day she was having like a really bad day. So I sent her a dick pic. And just her... to cheer her up with the D. And maybe I sent like... <laughs> That's really nice, man. Maybe I sent her snap <laughs> dick things. But it's got to be... It's got to be... You have to be open. You can't be like... You can't expect the nude pics and not, and not send the dick pic if it's asked. Yeah. So... I think what I would do here, she takes a nude photo, really hot one, right? Mm-hmm. And then she zooms in just oh. past all the exciting parts. Okay. And then she's like, I'll zoom all the way out. For, oh. Then, you know, you screenshot it, you send it. You yeah. Say, I'll zoom all the way out for a picture of your penis. Uh-huh. And then 
I'm getting. You're getting exasperated. I'm get. I I'm starting to rethink my opinion on this because like I'm reversing it in my head and like if a guy is sending a bunch of pictures of himself to a girl and she's like happy to receive them, and then he's like I want pictures of you and she's like no, I would want for him to respect her boundaries. Right, but like that. But that's taking it halfway, right? Uh-huh. So he's respecting her. If he, if he says, or if she says, I like getting your dick pics, but I don't want to send any nude mm-hmm. photos, then like the conversation is over as long as he, as long as she doesn't keep on asking for, I forget who was who in this scenario, <laughs> but as long as that person doesn't keep on pressing after the initial conversation, yeah, does that like, there shouldn't be pressure either way. Yeah. If he says, you know what? I feel too embarrassed, too ashamed to send a picture of my penis, but I love getting your nude photos. Then that's one thing. But he can't keep on asking her for the photos and say, like, I demand you send me nude photos. Keep on sending me nude photos. And he's not going to pony up and, like, have an exchange. Yeah. That's what's bothering me is, like, the pony up uh, part of this. Like, I don't want... I take back, like, withholding pictures until... Like, if you want to send naked pictures then that's your prerogative, but it shouldn't be with like a, a, an exchange in mind. But she's not as, she's only sending them because he's asking for them. This isn't her mm. on her own volition t- taking nudes. She, she says she likes it, but she, <laughs> she, 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 she said that she, prompted. she also said that he asked for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think if, <laughs> if he's, if he's asking for them, then he has to realize that he might need to pay for them in a certain way. Yeah, I think that that I like, God, this is hard because I don't have I don't have experience from like I've either done no nude pictures with the person I'm dating or like all nude pictures all the time (laughs) or or all dick pics all the time. Just a a burst. Julia finds pictures of dicks that she photographs (laughs) in the wild. Um, Okay, I have maybe like a new approach Uh, like. If it is embarrassment, if it's like what Jake's talking about, where you don't feel confident about the way you're... It's not the size either. It's just... (laughs) I'll assure you. Cosmetic problems. It's non-photogenic. It's all the weird warts on it, but it's like... (laughs) Okay. Then, like, maybe you can, like, do a sexy photo shoot of the two of you together. Mm. And he can, like, see the way he looks hot with you and... Like how those pictures would be hot for both of you to look at, then he might be like more into sending some solo hot pics. Right, oh. that's true. You could definitely make him feel good enough about his dick that he'd mm-hmm. want to photograph it and share it with you. Yeah. So it's like next time you're together, maybe you take the dick pic, and then right. the floodgates are open, the ice has been broken, and then he feels more comfortable sending you some solo shots down the road. Yeah, because she doesn't have a why right now. She, like, guesses that it might be embarrassment, and that seems pretty legit. Also, like, a guy would never be like, oh, I'm embarrassed of my penis, unless you're right. as open yeah. as Jake Hurwitz. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed of my penis. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth. I said I'm ashamed let's about it. Let's backtrack. You're right. I, I, I said it go. photogenic. Uh, we got to go, but thank you hey, so wait, much. Hey, wait, no. I said it was too big for the camera, right? It wouldn't fit in a frame as all without panorama mode. <laughs> they, she's also mentioned that they haven't had like a real conversation. She's only brought it up joking. Yeah. And she's and like... he just changes the subject. Yeah. I, so maybe he doesn't... He, I, he might not be aware that it's an actual issue that she really does want these dick pics. Because mm. I think a big part of it too is like... 
Like, why would you really want this a dick pic? Why would you really want a picture of me, dick? But if she's like, hey, I really do. I want to look at it. Then maybe you do give it to her. I like the idea of doing it together or at least being there the first time it happens. Yeah. A sexy photo shoot. Or like talking about uh, why you want that dick pic in like a hotter way than so that it's even. Mm. Yeah. Say you want it regardless of how many nudies you sent him yeah so it's, it's not that it's unfair com- if you're doing the nude photo exchange it's worth at least having a maybe they already have but like uh one of those don't uh an nda yeah make him sign an nda yeah so that it's illegal for him to disseminate it later that's actually a good idea <laughs> well, although <laughs> i should probably be an app. There i think be it an is app illegal like, anyway yeah i guess it is it's like inherently <laughs> illegal Oh, it's not. I mean, like revenge porn is a real thing that happens all the time, and right. the guys are protected behind like the laws. That I thought one of the guys that started the, the revenge pictures. porn site just went to jail. But the all the men that posted those videos did uh, not. They did not. The guy that started the site went to jail. Yeah. He also went to jail for jaywalking. It was a completely different crime. <laughs> wow. Kind of makes you think. You can't go to jail for jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of something else entirely. Right. Murder. Uh, cool. I think we answered this lady's question. Did you think you did? Yeah. I think you did. Did you think you did? I think I did. And I think that I agreed with Julia, so that's like me uh, answering it as well. Great. Um, do you have anything you want to plug before we have to go? Uh, you already mentioned your album, which is on sale for pre-sale right now on julianoons.com. Mm-hmm. Your podcast, That Was Us, on headgum.com. Mm-hmm. Is it hosted anywhere else? Uh, it's on YouTube and SoundCloud. Yeah. iTunes. That's right. Uh, and anything else that's not related to any podcasting al- or album? Promote something. Oh. Just How say about, something. Like, um, <laughs> save the whales. <laughs> we start pushing you. Say something. Save the whales. Come on. Promote something already. <laughs> no, no pressure. Something already. No pressure. No pressure. Oh, I have a good thing to promote. Yeah. There is a petition to end revenge porn. I think that we oh, that ended on thematically good. Honestly, yeah. we we are at the hour mark, so we got to cut you off. But thank you so so much. <laughs> uh, I want to look it up. Okay, the thing I want to promote is uh, change dot org. Um, there's a petition to end revenge porn. So you just go to change.org and search end revenge porn and uh, sign the petition so that guys can be held accountable for sharing porn of their ex-girlfriends because they're pissed that the relationship is over. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty worthwhile cause. Yeah. Between that and your album, I feel like people have two things to do right now. Please. Uh, Thanks, Julia, for coming on our show. Finally, 171 episodes in. the hell took you so long i had to move to la oh yeah i had to wait for you to move to los angeles yeah uh and if you have your own questions or your own theme song submissions or own anything everything uh is the same email address uh if i were you show at gmail.com the opening theme song which you really liked right was from brandon and john and this closing one is from ali and lizette uh one of our uh most prolific songwriters who made a Delilah cover for us. Uh, So thank you, Allie and Lizette and Brandon and John and Jake and Julia. Thanks for having me. We'll be back next week. Bye. a couple things to say to you but please do not tell jake he'd be upset he'd probably
probably call it a bomb threat. Woodhall sunset. Hey there, mirror. I found Jake Hurwitz on Tinder. I was mildly confused when I saw he used your picture. Yes, he did. The bio was awfully morbid. The things he said. That was a HeadGum Podcast.